What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org. Podcast coming your way, guys. Speeding right along. We're almost at 300. We have a Q&A episode, five great topics, all sent in by you guys. So first one, guys, we're going to um, – Steve Smee here and Rick. I forgot to introduce Rick. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. So five great topics. Let's hit the first one. Very simple one, straight up. What is your favorite steroid? I'm going to bring in Rick on this one first. I think Rick's favorite is testosterone. Um, tell us why you like testosterone, Rick, and tell us some of the other steroids that you really, really love. So testosterone I love for several reasons. One, because I have access to human-grade clean testosterone. I'm not uh, throwing the dyes out there with uh, underground lab steroids that might be underdosed or contaminated with heavy metals. So I, I like the fact that I get human-grade testosterone. Two, um, all of the drugs that we use – for the side effects that we get uh, were kind of designed and meant for testosterone, not for these other steroids. So when you take your antiestrogens, when you take, uh, you know, all of your uh, DHT inhibitors, uh, these drugs were all designed and tested and really they're meant for testosterone use. Um, so the drugs work great on testosterone. The side effects are predictable. I just know what it's going to do. I know it so well now that I know just off the top of my head, just by knowing how many MIGs I'm going to do that week, I know just exactly the, the right dosage that I would need for antiestrogens. It's, it's predictable. It, all the drugs work great with it. And I don't have to worry about these long, down-the-line, long-term side effects that could come from the synthetic stuff. We just don't really, I mean, I guess the steroids that are out there now, they've been around since the 60s. So we have a pretty good understanding of what they do. But look, um, just recently, uh, Trembolone was linked to, uh, what was it, Parkinson's, right? Yeah, just recently, there was a nice article about Trembolone being linked to Parkinson's. It might do that. Testosterone, it's been in our body since we were born. It was in our body since we were in the womb. Testosterone is what our bodies have ran on for millennia. So it's, I know what the long-term side effects of testosterone are. That test has been done already. The long-term side effects of high testosterone, there's been a ton of research on it. So testosterone is just, it's, 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 it's what my body already makes. It's predictable. I know what it's going to do. The drugs are meant for it. Um, Long-term side effects, we know it's naturally occurring. So really now you're just worried about the long-term side effects of having high testosterone, not the long-term side effects of smashing these synthetics into your body. Um, so that's, you know, that's my whole wrap on testosterone. Now, this is Rick going into 40, really worried about his heart health, his organ health, right? Uh, you know, going on down the line. But I also like EQ. Equipoise, I think, is a great uh, steroid. I can get veterinarian-grade Equipoise, which uh, getting a steroid from a, from a certified veterinarian lab is good because they're forced to test the final product for potency, for contamination. They are required by law to test the raw ingredients coming in for identity, for purity. So there is definitely a testing and an overseeing body overseeing the manufacturing of these steroids. So Equipoise, second one up, veterinary grade. It's not methylated, so it won't hurt my liver. It's got a nice long ester on it. So 
it doesn't spike. It doesn't give me estrogen side effects the way maybe the shorter testosterone esters would because it's got such a long ester. It builds up pretty nicely. My body responds to it well. The worst side effect I get from equipoise is I do get some back and shoulder acne, which I can deal with pretty, pretty easily. And so that would be my, my second uh, favorite steroid, equipoise. It's just not very low side effects, just the acne. Um, I feel like it, it does something. Um, and, it, and it doesn't, I feel like it, it does something really major as far as helping me gain long-term uh, mass on a cycle. Uh, also, during PCT, because it kind of lasts so long in the body, it just, it, it's, its effects go away real slow. And I have time to use my AC generate, N2 generate, we call it now, obviously, right? Use my N2 generate uh, during my post-cycle therapy and recover. So those are really good. And, and look, I'll give you guys some, some good mentions to really good steroids. Um, Turinable, great steroid. Uh, to me, it gives me all the good Dianable without the bloating and the stuff I don't like. Primobolin, incredible steroid. It's a great, great steroid. If I could still get legitimate human-grade Primobolin, I'd do that shit probably for a year. It's just it's a great steroid. If you can get good, clean, human-grade, uh, legitimate Primobolin depot, and you can afford it because it is quite expensive, and because it's so expensive, it's, it's faked quite often. So trying to find legitimate, good Primobolin depot on the black market is pretty rough. I'm not going to say impossible, but it, it is, it's pretty rough. Uh, Mastron, great steroid too. You know, it's got its use, at least for me, I'm prone to gynecomastia. I'm prone to estrogen side effects. So Mastron actually worked pretty, pretty decent. I didn't use it a lot to add it into my cycles. I, I opted for using Aromacin and Novadex um, when I needed it, instead of just stacking on Mastron as an anti-estrogen. But it's got its place. I, I would mess with it again if I could get some legit, um, some legit uh, Mastron. And that those are kind of like it. I mean, look, uh, Anovar is great, but you need a pretty high dosage of it to get a lot of results from it. Not my fave. Um, that's about it. It's a quick, quick run through for you guys of uh, steroids I, I like. And look, today I only really use testosterone and, and equipoise for for the look that I'm going for. Um, that's all I need. I'm, I'm not trying to be the biggest guy or I'm, I'm not trying to be too ripped year round. I got abs. I got estorations. See some veins on my shoulders when I'm working out. I mean, I'm good. So just for what I need for the look that I'm trying to achieve, uh, just testosterone, a little bit of AQ here and there, and just going with the rest of my life. I'm not sitting here uh, worried about liver long-term and, and doing, you know, doing damage to myself long-term or daily with it. Just it's, it's, it's all I use now. Again, different situation for me. I'm not looking to get on stage, compete. I'm going into 40. I'm, I'm a lot more worried now about long-term health, my organs, than I am about just experimenting on myself like I did for, <laughs> for the first four decades of my, of my life. Um, so, so yeah, that's my, um, that's my thing on it. What do you think, Steve? What's your favorite? Yeah, that was a handful for sure. That was a mouthful, Rick. Um, you know, for me, it's very simple. I've done all kinds of uh, things over my life. I think for an active lifestyle, running, bicycling, you know, swimming, uh, doing a lot of active shit, EQ. EQ is my favorite. It doesn't fuck with me. It gives me a little, it gives me a boost with all that stuff with endurance. Um, 
you know, doesn't fuck with me with side effects. If I want just, um, you know, just to be a gym rat and, you know, also athletic stuff and have a beach body and, and, uh, then T-Bowl. T-Bowl is my favorite for that. Just run it four to six weeks, uh, 20, 30 milligrams a day. Does a great job. I mean, it's, it's cut and dry, very simple. And then finally strength. When I was a strength athlete, trend. And I know Tren is a nasty, nasty steroid. It's got a lot of side effects, causes a lot of inflammation. It fucks with your dopamine. It fucks with your prolactin. So yes, it has been linked to Parkinson's and all that stuff, but nothing, nothing will get you as strong as Tren. But I mean, it comes at a cost. I mean, with the problems. I have three herniated discs and a torn rotator cuff from using Tren because I was so fucking strong that I fucked my body up. So, you know, it, those are my favorites, guys, for different things. If I could go back and not use Tren, I would probably not use Tren, <laughs> you know? So, but hey, if your goal is strength, you, you got to do it. I mean, if you want to get as strong as you can possibly get. Yeah, th this question was asked of me 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I would be discussing a lot more the aesthetic effects and, and how it made me look and how it made me feel and the weight I'm putting up. Cause that's what, that's what I cared about at 25 and just going into 30. Nowadays, I just want something that makes me feel good. Makes me feel young, makes me look good and won't fuck me up long-term, you know, because at my age, I've already had a, a couple of situations that health situations that put me in bed for, for a few days. And it's not a great feeling to not be able to get around, to be in some pain, to be in some sort of uncertainty, uh, waiting for test results. Ah, oh, geez, I just don't want to deal with any of that. So now at my age today, that's, you know, it, the, the answer changes right over time, right, Steve? Absolutely. And then my answer is going to change. It could change a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So it just, it just really depends. All right, guys. So the next one, um, it's a pretty cut and dry one, but I think it's an important one to talk about. He wants to know, he's using testipine for a cycle. He's worried about a crash after and he wants to know if there's any tips. So right off the bat, guys, two tips I can give you right off the bat, my friend. Pre-blood work, pre-cycle blood work, very, very important to see where your baselines are. And then have a PCT, post-cycle therapy on hand. Low-dose low CIRMs, Clomid, and or Novodex, low-dose. Not the dosages you see on some forms where guys are saying run two, 300 milligrams of Clomid. It's... 40, 60 milligrams of Novadex. That's just insane. It's going to be miserable. And then run into generate extra strength ES together. That's a good solid post-cycle therapy. You can add some other stuff. You can add a little all string and a little cartarine as an option, but those that's, that's going to be your PCT. Now the whole point of a PCT is to prevent that crash. Cause when you come off those hormones leave your system and then boom, you crash. So the, PCT is not to restart your HPTA, but it's actually to prevent that crash. So a good PCT, very, very important, guys. Pre-cycle blood work, very, very important to see where you're at. And then don't let your estrogen levels get out of control on cycle because if your estrogen levels are sky high and coming off cycle, that's going to make it harder to recover too. So that, those, really those two, three things will prevent a crash, guys. But I'll tell you – when you go on steroids and you feel a huge effect from them, you're going to lose that effect when you come off. So you have to be aware of that. So you're not going to ever feel as good as you do on steroids. 
it's a huge boomerang effect. That's what I've noticed over the years, especially your first cycle or two. You get all those androgens going. You feel fantastic. You feel like you're 17 again, you know, and it's going to suck when you come off. So that's why a lot of guys, they just stay on steroids year round. So you want to be aware of that, guys. Definitely good PCT will help. Really quick, Rick, any other uh, tips you can give this guy? Well, any steroid can make you crash. You know, any steroid can do that. You could do Anavar and crash on it. So, um, yeah, man, just post-cycle therapy products. I, you know, I take HC Generate almost year-round now. The herbals do help. I mean, I feel great on them. And that is the main effect that I'm looking for from steroids nowadays is really just that great feeling I get, that great kind of pumped up take over the world feeling it gives you. It just feels great. And I notice when I'm when my testosterone is low, just by the way I feel, just two, three days, I know I'm not feeling great. I'll go get tested and I'll, boom, my testosterone will, will, won't be where it needs to be. So uh, definitely uh, the feeling of it is, is you know, it's, it's a great part. All right, so next one is an interesting one. He's saying he notices pins and needles that come and go on cycle. So when I first read this, um, a couple things popped into my head. Um, but the first one is actually, um, I'm suspecting you may have some nerve issues going on. And we see this a lot. It's not directly caused by the steroids you're using, but the steroids you're using are causing you to push a little harder in the gym. They're causing a little more inflammation. They're causing more muscle growth, putting a lot of pressure on those nerves. So you, you may notice some nerve issues. Um, I can tell you with me, because I do have herniated disc, and I think that most of you listening do have herniated disc, including you, Rick. Um, and that's just because of years of weight training um, is going to cause herniated disc. It's going to cause those issues. So those herniated discs tend to pinch on the nerves. So one of the things I started noticing when I was in my 20s, I started lifting weight when I was 15 years old. Then in my 20s, mid, mid-20s, late-20s, I started noticing um, like pins and needles like going down my arms, my legs, my arms. And I talked to some, you know, uh, medical professionals about this and they didn't really have an explanation for why that was happening. But then once I got into my thirties, I started noticing more and more issues. I started noticing a lot more uh, spasms, neck spasms, back spasms. So finally, you know, I saw a really, really good ortho. He had an MRI done and he's like, you got, you know, you got, you know, herniated this. And um, so that was actually what was happening. Just years of pounding and weight training will cause those herniated discs and cause those nerve issues. So really you have to uh, be aware of that, guys. Um, it's very important to maintenance on the body. Just like if you own a car, you want your car to last a long time. You have to, you know, get the oil change. You got to change the tires. You got to do all this, all those things. All that regular maintenance will, will help you keep your car running uh, smooth long-term. So one of the things that I started doing um, religiously is yoga, um, specifically hot yoga, specifically Bikram yoga. And that has helped me with my herniated disc. Just the, from the first class, right off the bat, I felt, I felt better. So um, I bet you in your situation, you have some type of nerve issue going on and the steroids are making it worse and pushing yourself hard in the gym is making it worse. You know, that's, that would be my logical thing to, uh, to, th to think about and to investigate. Rick, do you have a different opinion on this? 
You know, most people uh, that I come across that report some kind of health issue, the majority of them, it circles back to three main things, to three main themes that kind of have a lot of us fucked up. And one of them is your spine health, your back health. Um, well, th- I'll just mention the three so we know what we're talking about here. Back health, gut health, and brain health, okay? Because stress will cause, piss, will cause uh, pins and needles in your arms and the back of your neck, everywhere. Stress can manifest itself as physical pain. Even if you, at the moment, they're not faced with the source of your stress, later on in the day while you're doing something else, you can have physical effect from stress that you experienced earlier in the day. Your back, most people's backs are fucked up. They don't sleep properly. They don't have the right posture. They don't have the right posture when they're training, when they're driving, nothing, which causes on nerves to pinch. And all these nerves are branching out into vital organs and into things that um, parts of your body that need that direct connection and gut health. So, those are the main three things that I think anybody out there that's suffering any kind of pain here, pain there, whatever the fuck, those three things, get that, remove that off the table. Make sure that your back health is where it needs to be, that you're doing yoga at least twice a, twice a week. Most gyms have free yoga classes. Just go in, go into the beginner's yoga twice a week. Make sure to do meditation. Even if you only do it once or twice a week, ideally you could do five minutes a day. Ideally, you can do five minutes a day. And it'll just help so that when situations arise, they won't physically pound you and stress you out. They won't take over you. You'll have issues. We all have problems. We all have difficulties. But you'll be able to kind of sit next to your difficulties and, and, and dialogue with, with them and, and deal with them without being taken over by them. Without it, That physical stress is once you've let something a feeling take over your body, which is not a, not a good thing. And gut health, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and, and digestive fiber every day, at least three times a day. And if you take care of those three things to start off with, if, if those three things are on point, brain health, back, spine health, and, and digestion, then you could start looking at at whatever else could be going on. But it's just, it's a common theme. And if you, you know, if you think about it, right, those are the three stressors of modern life. Those are the three problems that we didn't have when we were running naked in the savannah. We didn't have all this, all this food that's messing up our gut health. Uh, we didn't have this, this lack of, of proper exercise. Cause you can go to the gym and train for an hour or two, but, train in the wrong way and and cause more damage than if you were just running in the savannah throwing a fucking spear you know throw us throw a rock one day a nice throw and you hear your back crack it's just letting loose um and same thing with with stressors with life stressors you know we weren't caught up in traffic it was pretty straightforward you were either getting you were either chasing something to eat or you were trying not to get eaten uh, things are pretty straightforward. So if you look at it, it's just modern life stressors beating up our our human bodies, our human minds, our human skeletons, and uh, that's what we got to deal with.
All right, so next one, we have a nutrition one. He wants to know um, what do we think about smoothies and juicing. So um, let me just explain this, guys. Um, when you take a fruit and you juice the fruit, what are you doing? You're putting it through a processing phase. So the, you're extracting that juice right out of it. So you're leaving the fiber, you're leaving the pulp, you're leaving those antioxidants, you're, using the, you're leaving the skin, okay? All those cancer-fighting um, you know, antioxidants that are in the skin of a fruit is gone. It's being, it's extracted and you're, it's a high, much higher sugar content in the juice. So yes, I love fresh orange juice. I'll have it here and there. But at the end of the day, I also know that eating an actual organic locally grown orange is going to be way more healthy for me than juicing or going to the store and buying orange juice off the shelf that's been pasteurized. Pasteurizing juice kills everything, <laughs> kills all the good shit, you know? So, you know, we see them, you know, the propaganda, they want to push you to, to buy orange juice, buy orange juice, but do you really think that that orange juice that was uh, juiced 2,000 miles away, then shipped, pasteurized, you know, and then sitting on a shelf at the supermarket all this time is going to have the same nutrition as an actual orange that's been locally grown and organic? Of course not. So I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying like these people who are obsessed with juicing all the time and, you know, we see these infomercials, they're trying to sell you the next juicer or the next blender or the next whatever, you know, uh, guys, it's, it's, they're not being honest with you. They're not telling you the truth. Your fresh fruits and vegetables, organic, locally grown, sitting right in front of you, eating them whole is going to be way more nutrition than juicing or, or, or uh, putting them, you know, into a smoothie or whatever. So I just, I just, uh, you know, it's very, very important to understand that um, when you, when you mess with food, you put food through a processing stage, you reduce the amount of nutrition in that food. But it doesn't mean I don't like to have a smoothie every once in a while. I don't like to blend, you know, have blended fruits and vegetables, or I don't like to have, you know, a juice every now and then either. But I'm just saying, uh, stick to the, try to stick to mostly the fresh, organic, locally grown fruits and vegetables. And that's, uh, that's your best bet. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, what do you think, Rick? I agree. And Look, everything has got its place, but I do agree that when you consume fruit, you, you want to try to keep all the fiber in it. You know, if you look, juicing the times that I've liked to juice is, for example, I was uh, doing a, a cleanse for my gallbladder. So part of what I was doing is I was trying to have about 20 to 30 apples a day that were juiced. So it just made it a lot easier for me to run them through the juicer and consume all these apples that way. But that's a, yeah, that's a very unique situation. On a day-to-day -day basis, uh, you don't want to really remove the fiber from your fruit. You, you don't, you don't want to do that. It's not, that's for what? I mean, at that point, it's just a, a sweet juice. You don't have anything else. So if you're going to do a smoothie, just throw the whole fruit in there, you know, throw the whole apple in there with, with the peel. Obviously, um, you don't throw the core in, right? But just keep as much of that fiber of the peel on the, on the fruits that you can keep the peel. Just keep it all in there. You know, again, it, it, juicing is a very unique situation. You know, if you're doing a cleanse, 
if you're trying to add something, a certain amount of something to your diet, you know, it, I, I, can, I can, I can maybe see a place for it that way. But in regular practice, smoothies are great. As long as you're throwing the fruit in whole and you're letting your blender chop it up for you and then you're, you're drinking it whole. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I think, I think you, you take most of the benefits out of the fruit when you uh, remove the fiber from it and you, and, and just leave the sugars. That's, it's not the way to eat fruit. All right, guys. So uh, the last one is a fun one. Um, he sent it in and uh, he's saying that he's from New York and he flew out to Los Angeles to meet up with his wife and her family. And he got served divorce papers out of the blue and he didn't do anything. He flew back to New York and now her lawyer called him up and said that he has to do something by next week or they can basically take everything. So um, he wants to know advice about this. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring in Rick on this. But first off, uh, let me just say, dude, listen, first of all, if she hired a lawyer. Um, you're going to have to fight fire with fire, bro. You're going to have to hire your own lawyer and uh, a good lawyer, $500,000 an hour. It's um, they're going to want to get 20, $25,000 retainer to start. They're going to want to get forensic accounting on all your assets, her assets. That's probably going to cost you another 10, 15 grand right there. Um, and you're probably going to end up having to pay a chunk of her lawyer fees as well. So, um, and it sucks because, you know, you have a son. He said he has a son and he's fighting for custody and you're doing, now you're going to have to fight for your son. And in the process, you're going to have to drain your son's college fund. So, um, you know, here's the thing, like, as soon as you let her take your son to Los Angeles, you made life very difficult for yourself because you were saying that you got married in LA to be close to her family. Your kid was born in LA because she wanted to be close to her family. And then she served your ass in LA. So how are you going to convince a court that it's okay to take the, you know, to get custody of the kid in New York when all this happened in LA? So what I would recommend is grabbing the kid and taking him back to New York and then have your lawyer file action over there. This way you can make your family a New York family. Otherwise you're probably never going to see your kid again outside of Los Angeles. So um, I don't know, Rick, what do you, what do you think? It's pretty shitty though, the way these lawyers fuck people over. Well, one mistake some men make is they try to save some money uh, by not hiring the best lawyer to represent them, but their wife is going to hire the best lawyer to represent her. And in most cases, you're going to pay for her lawyer too. So you're going to pay for her lawyer and pay for your lawyer to fight over your money. Most cases, unless she's well to do and unless she has some, some of her own money. And then if she has some of her own money, they might not be lawyers involved because she's, you know, you could usually work it out uh, nicely. If she's got some money. It's when you have all the money that, it gets like this. Uh, it's a rough situation, man. It's tough. I, I've been married. I decided that I'll never get married again. I'm not going to bring the federal government into my relationship ever again or ask them for permission to, to be with or leave somebody or anything. Once you involve the federal process, the state, at state level, federal, once you involve the government in your relationship, 
the rules change. So, what I mean, he's 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 pretty well screwed. He's I mean, he's kind of screwed. What 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 is he gonna do? And look, if if the divorce was coming from him, if he's the one who wanted to to separate, and then this problem got out of his hands and his wife's lawyered up and all that, he could try to work it out a little bit, kind of like I did my situation a little bit, just finagle it. But she just served them. So chances are she probably she's probably cheating on you, bro. Because how does she just serve him out of the blue? Right? Um, so he he doesn't have any control over the situation. You know, I look, I'll confess a little something maybe can help someone out there. Uh, when we the first time that my ex-wife and I actually sat down to talk about divorce, um lawyers were involved and and they got the talk got really negative, really dark, really nasty real quickly because lawyers push that and they'll influence your ex-wife to be vindictive and nasty towards you. I mean, they make money for, you know, convincing her that she needs to get after you. Um, so when I saw the situation getting out of hand, I said, you know what, we're going to work it out. We're going we're to work this out. So um, we kind of sort of did, but just a couple of years later, we were back now this time in front of a mediator. Okay. Who's like a therapist that helps you. you go there to therapy and you discuss with her every single point of, of going, of getting divorced. And this guy will help you guys put together a piece of paperwork, which should be an agreement of how things should be when you guys, when you guys divorce. And you do this in front of a therapist that's think that's helping you guys think about your kids and your future and not some fucking scumbag lawyers that are just trying to bill you hours. And, and the, and the, 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 the mediator, the counselor will put this big thick paper together and they'll usually give you uh, the, the, you know, the card or the phone number for a lawyer that can then, that can then put this, put this agreement into, uh, into something you guys can both sign and divorce. But in my opinion, if she cares about you and your kids, she ever did, and you care about her and your kids, you're not going to sit there and give the lawyers a bunch of your money. You, you sit together with a counselor that specializes in helping couples get divorced, and you can get this thing wrapped up with one lawyer and, and without ever stepping in a courtroom. And that's the way to fucking get divorced if you're going to do it. Um, because once you involve lawyers, man, you just, it's, it's out of your hands, bro. And look, and you might have to stop being a baby, be a grown up. You're already in this situation. You might need to go back in that house. You might need to try to work this thing out for, for a little bit, convince her, you know, of the right things to do. If you guys are really sick of each other and go sit in front of a counselor, be one counselor in the two of you, and then be one lawyer in the two of you. And here's the other thing. When you bring the paperwork to the lawyer, he's going to say, look, I can't represent both of you. I must represent one of you. Who am I representing? Tell her, tell the, her, him, they, they're representing you, not her. Okay? It's fine. And just make sure that you have that one piece of paper. And that's the way to do it. That's the only, that's the, my opinion is the only way to get divorced. It's you go to a counselor, you have them do the paperwork, you use one lawyer, and you're fucking done. But Rig, if she's serving him, oh, it's out of his hands. No, that, that's only yeah. going to help. No, I, don't think, I think they're past that. I think at this point, he's done. He's, he's going to have to get a lawyer. He can't just not get a lawyer. If he doesn't get a lawyer, she takes everything. The fact, look, 
Oh no, he he's got to get a lawyer. No, the fact that she that, that he was surprised by being served with divorce papers, he's done. She didn't even like she's supposed to talk to him about these things. You know, the, like a lot needs to go on before you get divorce papers. You can't just be blindsided by divorce papers. If you are, bro, she she's cheating on you. It's done. I mean, it, it's it's over. He, he's done. Maybe this can help some some guys out there that are, that are kind of like in a rough situation and mm-hmm. and blah 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 with so, the, so good lawyers probably gonna cost them about a grand an hour. Don't say don't try, don't try to save money on your lawyer, bro. Mm-hmm. Do not like you don't want to be the because you're paying for her lawyer. I, I, I take it so you don't want she's gonna walk in there with a legal team and and huge stacks and crates of folders, and your guy's gonna walk in with with a little file in his hand. You know, you, you need to get yourself a good lawyer too. And it's going to be expensive and, and the whole thing's going to fucking suck, but you're going to have to do it. You, you, you have yeah, to you fight dirty. I think one of the issues. Not, that wouldn't call it fight dirty because they'll get you too. You just have to make sure that you have a good lawyer as well. And you, if at all, man, if, if at all, if she's reasonable at all, just try to work this out with, um, try to work this out with a counselor. Just say, look, I don't. I don't want to take any money off the plate for my kids, for you even, for us to pay these motherfuckers just to, just to look, let's sit with a counselor. We'll talk about every, all the money that's there, what's fair, how much we can, and we won't spend fucking, we won't spend more on lawyers than we have to. The, to, to put the paperwork together and for the one lawyer to divorce you guys after you went to a counselor, look, if you divorce the way I'm telling you, it might cost you, I don't know, three to five grand, seven grand, maybe, if that, and you're done. You know, that's if you got something. But if you, you know, but if you sit there and you try to go back and forth with lawyers, oh, dude, it'll take years. It'll suck. It'll just be terrible. Look, she can tell you you're an asshole and and how much she hates you in front of the counselor, too. You know, she doesn't need to have a lawyer tell your lawyer that, you know, that, that fuck you. You know, we don't, we don't need all of that. You can sit next to me on a couch in front of a counselor and say, fuck you. And you don't, you don't need to have your lawyer tell my lawyer, fuck you. And um, because at the end of the day, that's kind of sort of what it comes down to, you know, because I think, I think most men are reasonable and are willing to, to, to make sure that their kids and, and even her are, are fine and, and okay and dandy after your divorce. I mean, shit, I was. But the fucking lawyer, that's not his job. His job is not to make it an easy one, two, three separation. That's not his fault. His job is to build hours and to get paid on. Like, you know, that's their fucking job is, is to turn her against you. So, so we, can make, we can make this drag out, you know? So, so you, need to, you need to reach out to her, try to find that, that connection you had with her at the start. You have to be a, a real fucking man about this. Don't be a baby. And just how, you know, just how you know how to, you know, finagle people in, in, in business and in, at work and all these things, you're going to have to just finagle this too for the, f- so that your, your kids and her can be fine. Your kid and her can be fine. Okay, but Rick, really quick, he's in, he's in New York, she's in LA. He's, he's done. No, he's done. Again, I'm, so you're I'm, saying, you're saying. He's fucking he, done, bro. Listen. He's not getting he, into custody of the kid in New York at this point. He's, we're, we're, listen, if the kid's already going to school, he's done. Wherever the kid's going to school, he, listen. Yeah. The court doesn't want to move the you're kid. Not, you're not going to get a judge that's going to be okay with pulling a kid. As long, if the kid's already going to school in, in California and that's where she's at, he's done. If the kid, look, 
if they were on a trip to NY, even if it was short term and, and, and the kid was in school in NY and then she wanted to leave, uh, he could say, no, we're not leaving. We're not taking the kid out of school. And a judge won't let her take the baby out of school at NY if he's already going to school. Like, it could get serious like that. But he's already going to school. It's done. He's, he's fucking done. Listen, the fact that she served him and didn't talk to you, it, it just it, it tells you just how far you guys have grown apart. It just shows, goes to show you how far you guys have grown apart. So if you can, if you, this guy, right, this guy, if you can, try to figure out what happened, try to work it out. Try to work, even if you know you need to get divorced from her now after she served you like this out of the blue, just, just, just try to work it out. Just, just hit it, hit it, hit it for a little while longer. And then, you know, go divorce in front of a, of a mediator, of a counselor that's going to sit there. And, and every time you guys are trying to make a decision about money, about assets, about payments, the counselor is going to remind you guys that we're all here to, for, for what's best for the baby and what's, um, and what's going to help her. And the counselor will tell her, like, bitch, you need to, you need to get going with your life and, and go make a living. So how can, you know, how can this man help you get along to doing that? Like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll doctor fill her ass a little bit, you know, and, and, and tell you too, like, Hey man, you know, you, you told her this would be forever. Now it's not going to be, you need to, uh, you know, you need to help her get situated. You know, you've been the breadwinner. So, you know, but, but it's a, it's a much better. And again, bro, she can, she can tell you how much she fucking hates you in front of the counselor too. And you sit there and you take her, listen, you rather her, take all her anger and frustration out on you. Just let her do it. Let her say whatever. Don't answer back. You rather that go on than her lawyer tell your lawyer in really weird sounding letters that she's just saying, fuck you. You know what so, I mean? So, so I had a buddy of mine. He is, he's been married four times. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I ain't that fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I'm no. not trying to shit on your buddy, but after no. the first time I did it, I, I told you, man, I got my divorce papers yeah. in the mail. My, my mom was there and I, and I showed her and she gave me a big hug. She was like, congratulations. And then she just said, don't do it again. <laughs> but this guy, he hasn't been divorced four times, right? He's been divorced three times. And the oh, so fourth he's, will... He's the married fourth, now. The fourth time will stick, God willing. Why, get, why even get married now? Why even get married nowadays? Really? Why bring the government into your... Because it's a wonderful thing. You can make a decision with someone that we're going to be together forever. And we're going to be exclusive. Uh, without, without bringing the government into you. What about a prenup? If you get a prenup, does that work? Well, that's necessary. That that that's necessary. That but would see, cover you in this situation, or no? Here's the problem with the prenup, though. A de a decent prenup that's going to hold up in court. Last time I checked, which is decades ago, it was about three to four grand, five. Oh grand. shit. Um, a decent per person one. per person. I think it's just per the prenup, but this is years oh, yeah. ago. This was like three grand, a decent prenup. But a lot of people get married uh, out of love not, when they don't have shit. And then one person might, might just out, out, outwork the other one. Like white person, you know, one, part, one could be the female too or the male. And then, um, and then by the time you really can afford and do need the prenup, it's too late. So it's... Um, what it's do you mean it's too late? Meaning, meaning you got to have the prenup before you get married. 
Yeah, so if you have it before, you're you're you gotta get it before. You Wait, but but what? Okay, but what if when you get married, you're 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 still in college or you're you're your first shitty job, you can't and, afford it. And, yeah. and you can't and you 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 can't even afford to pay three grand to get it. Yeah, I'd say don't get married then. Just don't. I don't even know why anybody gets married anymore. Like, what's you can decide to be with someone and do something symbolic and say it's just you and me, baby, and you don't need to have the bring the government into your situation. It's like, like, like gay people have been fighting to get married. Listen, if they want to give half of their shit away too and, and, and give, you know, and give their lawyers their money, by all means, I think they've had it too good for too long. They've had it too good for too long. They could just walk out on someone like, screw you and we're done. And they don't have to give them half of their shit by all means, if that's what they want to do. Like it, what the fuck is the point of bringing the gun? why is it not good enough to just make a pact between you and I? Like, you know, saying two people that we're just going to be together. I'm and that's it. That, but a lot of women, that's not going to fly with them because they want that security. They want to be like, you know, my, this is my, if you're, if you're somewhat well to do, if you got some money, I guess I know. I no, that's not true because a lot of women marry broke guys too. I don't know. I don't know, but I just think now, nowadays with, with things being as complex as they are, I just think you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't have another step that you have to go through and all these things anymore. My opinion. So, like, final my final advice to this guy because the kids involved here. You you have two options too. Because um, I talked to my buddy of mine about this. If her family has money, you can actually you know bring her mom involved or her dad involved into it and be like, I don't want her mom or her dad seeing the kid. And you can kind of get them to pay some of the bill um, in that situation. Um, the thing is too, PI, private investigator, follow your wife, try to catch her, you know, drinking, doing drugs, stuff like that. This way she can't, her lawyer can't portray her in front of a lawyer, uh, in front of a judge as the perfect mother, because, you know, women have to be perfect, you know, like the Virgin Mary and all this shit, you know, they got to be perfect, you know, but the man, you know, it's okay for the man to the fuck around and stuff and the court isn't going to be come down on the guy like that. So you gotta, you gotta get her away from being the perfect mother because the court expects her to be the perfect mother. If you're going to get half, at least half and half with this guy. Now your other issue is if you got an apartment in New York, okay. And you're flying back and forth to see your kid because he's in school in LA, you're setting a precedent and the judge might look at it that way of, you don't, you know, you don't not serious about seeing your son because you're in, in, you're in New York, not in LA. But on the flip side, if you get a place in, in L.A., you're also going to set a precedent that L.A. is your home. You're not a New York family. So, you know, it's kind of like, do you know, they fuck either way. So really, at, at this point, you've got to actually fight for 50-50 custody in L.A. Because I don't think there's no way the court's going to, you know, allow allow you to take the kid. But, like, if it's not too late, right away, take the fucking kid to New York and put him in school in New York. And let her have to be the offense and let her have to prove that you're not a New York family. Because you've got an apartment in New York that you're paying for. Your residence is New York. She's just visiting her mom in LA. It's two different things. So that's your only hope in this situation. But again, a lawyer, a good lawyer is going gonna, is gonna to tell you to do this shit. And you've got to be able to trust your lawyer. And it, dude, it's going to be a thousand an hour, dude, for a good lawyer. If you, if you hire a cheap lawyer, two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred an hour, there's a reason they're cheap. You know, because they're shitty lawyers. So 
you know, you gotta, you gotta be smart about this. You're fighting for your kid at this point. That's, that's the kid. All this is for your kid. And look, man, if you can just, just bring that ass back, bring that ass back home. Try to try to work that shit out. Even if, again, even if it's just for a few months, so you can get her in front of a counselor and you can, you can go through and just try to have a, an amicable separation, you know, do that, finagle that shit, do, you know, just work that shit out somehow because Listen, I'll give you a little example, Steve. So when I went to the counselor with, with my, um, my ex-wife, we, we talked about the kids and visitations we, we during, in front of the counselor. And it was just one visit, one afternoon, where we, where we agreed that she was going to let me um, take the babies out of the country if I wanted to or any trip I wanted to for about 20 to 21 days per year, you know, as long as it's synced with the vacations. And that's it. And we, we agreed on it one afternoon. At first, she, she had some reservations and she wanted to okay the trips and this and this and that. And the counselor stepped in and said, look, no, like, you know, he is the, he's the dad. He's, he's paying your ass. Let him take it. Let him take the kids. So she agreed. And, and, and that was part of the paperwork that we, we filed with the state later on, what my visitation rights were. And it wasn't we didn't go there to fight in front of the judge with lawyers or nothing. We, we went in front of the judge. We brought the fucking paperwork in. And now I get to, I get to travel with my, with my kids wherever I want for 21 days out of the year. Just take them from their mom during, during their vacation. And they, you know, and they hang out with me. And, and it's agreed to by court. And that along with my other uh, visitation rights. Now, had we well, had, why, why was she had we had, let me finish. Okay. Had we had two fucking lawyers trying to figure this out we could have spent six months going back and forth just me trying to get those 20 21 days of, of being able to travel with my kids out of state out of the country whatever I, I, it would have been it would have been a, a, a process because she might have been okay with it and then the lawyer would have gave her reasons why maybe that wasn't the best idea you know and then and then it would, it would have just been a thing and maybe it would have been left up to the judge. And, and then you, you understand what I'm saying, where I'm coming from? Yeah, so, but I'm saying in this situation, in his situation, it doesn't sound like she wants to work shit out. Sounds he, like he, just, should, he might need to try. Who, you know, we don't know what the fuck he's been yeah. doing at that house before she served them with papers. Maybe the dude's just out of touch. Maybe. What's, there, what's her incentive for sitting down and working with a counselor versus just having him pay for her lawyer and her getting the maximum, you know, and fucking him over and backstabbing him. What's, what's her incentive? She hates Cause she, Cause she's not getting the maximum because his and her lawyer are going to take a chunk of it. He should start off there. Like that's, he should, yeah, st that's good, yeah. he should start off like, listen, man, this, these lawyers are going to fuck us up. If they're going to fuck us up to work something out that you and I could have just worked out. Look, let's go in front of a counselor. You can, you can go in there every single, every, every visit, go in there and tell me what, what, a, what, what a big fucking asshole I am and how, how bad I was to you. But I'll, I'll sit there and take it. And, it, you know, that's her incentive because the, the lawyer is going to get, and he's got to tell her, like, look, nobody has an infinite amount of cash. Nobody has an, in, an infinite amount of money. Once these lawyers are through with them, they're going to take tens of thousands of dollars from them that he could have just gave to her like that's kind of that's kind of my situation that i end up doing i'm like listen these lawyers are gonna fuck us up we already know that how about instead of instead of you know me putting down 10 g's on your lawyer to get started and 10 g's on mine how about i just cut you a check for 15 just to get started and we get these counseling fucking things going well you can you can start living on that while 
while we get this counseling and the shit worked out. You take the money. Yep, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. like you got you gotta try to touch base with her to like that 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 girl that you met that you were crazy about that first date, the second like you gotta try to reconnect with that person somehow. Like listen, when I you know, when I when I met you at the at the game, you know, at the whatever at the stadium, I had no idea you got you and me were gonna be in front of a lawyer one day, baby. <laughs> but now that we're here, you know, you gotta try to reconnect with that with that with that beautiful, reasonable person that you thought was when you remember, you remember when she, you thought there was no other woman like her on earth remember, remember that when you thought she was just so special there was just nobody like her you got to try to find a way to reconnect with that person try to be reasonable and and let her take out her fucking frustrations on you as much as she as you can possibly let her admit to your faults look sorry look anything's better than the fucking lawyers getting at you guys Anything. So how much do you think this lawyer would end up charging? If you oh, just, it depends how much you have, bro. It'll be just be a ton of money, bro. It'll be just it'll just be disgusting, and you got to pay for her lawyer and pay for your lawyer to fight over your money, bro. I just when I found myself in that situation, man, I'll be I'll be real. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna tell her we're working this out. I'm gonna take her home. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna hit this for a few more months. You know, we'll keep, we'll keep it for a few more months. And then, you know, we're going to find a better way. Because I mean, I'm, I'm, this this I'm not giving these motherfuckers all my money. Rick, a lot of people. The retainers on the lawyer alone. Just the yeah. fucking retainers, bro. Jeez. 25 grand. But a lot of people listening aren't aware of this. They don't know how much. Now they are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> were you aware? That's, you what aware? The, that's why you listen to this podcast. Now, you are, now they are. But did you know this when you got married? That uh, divorce lawyers are, uh, will take all your money? Well, like many people, bro, when I got, when I got married, we, when we got married, we were both kids. I didn't have anything. She didn't have anything. So you weren't you even know? thinking about it. We weren't even thinking about it. And then like, you know, uh, when we got married, I mean, I didn't have shit. I, I don't come, my parents were, were, we've always been very humble. You know, we emigrated here, so we don't, we don't have shit. So, um, matter of fact, when we got married, you could have, you could have said she was better off than, than I was. So um, it wasn't it wasn't a situation, but then you fast forward, you know, ten years later, and you know, things aren't going well. And by that point, you know, I've made, I've I've contributed something to society. I've created value in the marketplace. Well, we're sending but a copy to this podcast to uh, to her now. People, people, I don't know if you're out there, if you're listening. That's what it is. <laughs> Hopefully this will help. I mean, I'm speaking from experience here, bro. You don't, you don't do that. You don't see, you know, another thing too, is a lot of guys rush it. Cause maybe they have a, a little side piece, maybe a girl they need to go, go answer to. Cause you know, eventually she'll ask you to leave your, your wife too, maybe. So they're, so they're rushing it. So they rather pay a lawyer to get, to get that alone time with the new girl. But no man, like you don't fucking do that, bro. Don't, don't pay these fucking lawyers to ruin your life. Turn upside down. Bring her a counselor. You get one visit a week or two visits a week. Would you would have, would you would have put down a lawyer retainers, get rid of her to live on with a receipt, and then work this shit out. Work that work that shit the fuck out, and and make sure, you know the again you get a decent counselor. Um, you know if she starts to get to to get too crazy, he'll he'll doctor fill her ass back to reality a little bit, which is something the fucking lawyers won't do. The lawyer will take anything that comes out of her fucking head, write a letter to your lawyer, 
so he can get paid for writing that letter. Now your lawyer's got to get paid for talking to you about writing the letter to respond it. When a counselor would just sit there and be like, oh, shut the fuck up. That's stupid, bitch. Like, let's get back to reality. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what the fuck you do, bro. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't. So when Rick, Rick says retainer, by the way, guys, that's like a deposit. You're giving the lawyer, as soon as you walk in his office, he's going to be like, look, I need a retainer. I, I Listen, I hope most of you guys don't, none of you, I, I really wish none of you guys know, will ever need to know what the fuck a lawyer's retainer is. That's my, yeah. <laughs> I'm blessing, I'm blessing everybody listening to this podcast. May you never have to fork over a fucking retainer for a lawyer for any reason. But the cliff notes is you're not getting that money back. Like if he says it's a $25,000 retainer, he's probably going to end up costing you at least 35 grand. So you're going to blow through that retainer plus another 10, 15 grand. He'll probably tell you, I need another retainer after that 25 grand. So that, that's, yeah, you're talking a thousand an hour. So it doesn't take that long, that 25 hours to get 25,000. And, and if you're already in a nasty kind of, kind of fucked up divorce, do not try to save money going with a cheap lawyer when she's going in there with, you know, with just a team, a legal team, folders and shit, the truck and shit in her hand trucks. You know what I'm saying? They got paralegals in, in the seats, you know, with notes and, and recording and, and you're sitting there with a fucking lawyer with coffee stains in, in, his, in, a, in a folder, like little tiny folder because you're trying to save some money. Yeah. Don't don't be stupid. Like that's one of the dumbest fucking things you could do. <laughs> if you're already in a nasty, you, you get the best lawyer. You know, if you're already in, a, in just a, a nasty, fucked up divorce, just get the best lawyer you can get. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, your next wife, Rick, can listen to this podcast. And, and I'm, my next what? <laughs> my next what? Oh, <laughs> uh, see, uh, uh, don't do not do not do not wish do not wish evils upon me, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, the day that I find the perfect woman, the one that I want to be with forever, the one that I, I know I'm never going to look at another woman or ever get tired of her. Once I find her, as soon as she says she wants to get married, at that moment, she stops being the perfect one. <laughs> okay. Oh, as soon as, one. Yeah. As soon as she mentions marriage, as soon as she says, as soon as she tells me that she needs a th the, 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 the federal government to validate our union um, that's not good enough for her, she's, she's no longer the perfect one. She's not. Well, well, I mean, a lot of women have told me that have been married. Their, their, their best day of their marriage was, was the getting married, the day they got married. After that, it was all downhill. And, and, and look, um, if you're in a situation out there where you're, you know, you're well-to-do decently, you make, you make some bread, and, and you're, you're in a relationship or even thinking about being something long term with a, a girl that is not, is not doing as well as you are, um, you you know you can give her things without being married. Like you can say, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna buy an investment apartment. It'll be under your name, and if you ever leave, that's your going away present." You know, like you can you you can give her something for backing you up and being there for you, and just put it under her name. And if we're done, then it's yours. Which I mean, it's it's reasonable. I'm not saying don't, you know, if she was there for you and you made a ton of money and she doesn't make an income that you shouldn't, you know, no, you take care of her, you know, you take care of that ass. <laughs> I'm saying, you take, but, 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 but you can, yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't make it so that your, your arm is twisted. You can buy, a, like I said, an apartment, a little rental property that, that you're going to rent out and put it under her name, let her manage it. 
and you know this, this is your shit you, you walk away with this there's a little mortgage on it still but you know you help her you buy her an a, a, a automobile under her name then you know there's hers and and if you know things don't work out you know a few years down the line then you know there's no lawyers or judges involved she could just drive her fucking car away and go live in her little apartment you know if you do that well you can to take that pressure off of her trying to pressure you into into marriage stuff and I'm putting my my plans on pause for you. You could say, like, are you doing that? All right, fine. I'm doing all the, I'm working. You're not. Okay, we're going to get you this car. We're going to get you this apartment. Pay this down. It's under your name. You can walk away with it anytime. You know, you can, I'm talking to guys out there if you find yourself in that situation. If you don't, if you don't have anything to begin with, bro, <laughs> I mean, look, divorces are, divorces are real cheap, but there's nothing to fight over. When ain't shit to fight over, divorces are real, real cheap. Um, child support, that's usually just mathematics. It's, it's an equation. You know, you can fight about that a little bit, but that comes down to a pretty clear equation. You know, splitting assets and splitting stuff, even future income after a divorce, that gets murky. That can be, that can be argued over, in my opinion, for what I've seen, right, a lot more than, than the child support and angle of it i think a fair split would be um getting the house the car the money the boat the jewelry and she'll get to keep the kids <laughs> that would be for me that'd be you know, well the system wants the the system wants to um, help out the poor mother whose husband like abandons her and that's what it was designed for but then you bring in these lawyers and they kind of twist it to where they, um, you know, they want to take all your money. So that's that's just the way it's, it's turned. The system rewards bad behavior, pretty much. If you're really in a nasty, kind of fucked up, you know, situation, courts like that, you might need to be willing to, to walk away and say, look, look, lady, we're going to work this out amicably or I'm going to just, you know, I'm out. I'm, I'm you know, you, you. You need to be able to go, go that far um, if it's really that bad. But you have to also, your heart has to be in the right place and you have to be reasonable. You know, you've got kids with this person. Your kids need to be taken care of. You know, they're going to be adults one day and they're going to look back and know you were a fucking asshole because you, you, didn't, you didn't do the right things. You know, so it's, it's a lot to think about, man. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, another great episode. We're going to have a feeling we'll touch base on this topic again down the line. So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, check us out next week as well. We're going to do another episode. Steve Smee and Rick, have a good one, guys. Hey, have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this has been a required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.